When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Who's, who takes charge? Normally Chris oh, okay. does, so I guess I will. All right, welcome oh, back to... What's that? Yeah, I guess I am. Welcome back to the Handmade 59. Podcast. <laughs> it's episode 59. Um, you could probably tell we're missing somebody because I don't normally do the intro. But we've also gained somebody who we, you know, we kind of like even better. Um, oh, boy. I'm just kidding. Paul, you sound Chris. so grown up. I love Chris. I like everybody the same. Oh, good. I thought you were talking about me. No. So, who do we gain? Well, there's only well, one Paul, person. Paul, you sound so grown up doing the intro. Yeah. We've had, we've had three guests. We've had Jimmy, we've had Jordan, and now we have Jimmy again. That's true. Could I ask you a question? Uh, sure. I want to say I want to talk about I'm something. here for now. The, yeah. the other day I heard Zap, on the, now it's Jimmy Durasta here on the Handmade Podcast, sitting for Zap, who's on his honeymoon somewhere. Did he go to Canada for The Poconos, I think. Is he in the Poconos? Oh, he's he in, in a Canada. Heart-shaped champagne cup. Yeah. <laughs> tub. Yeah. Do you know where he went? Because I mentioned that to tell him right away. Did he go to Bam from like I don't know? I yeah. Think they're going that, over Niagara think... Falls. I think he made a barrel for a Lincoln video, and they're going over the falls. <laughs> he, <got married. laughs> he threw her in the barrel and sent her over. <laughs> I hope you get in there with her just to That's show funny. that it worked. Uh, <laughs> they threw the cat. That video in the should have done better than it did. They sent Stewie over. Yeah. The oh, never! I God, how many pictures of Stewie were at that wedding? Dude, too many. With a tuxedo collar on. Jimmy, you missed it. The the next day, we went to breakfast, and Stewie's oh, yeah. there like a painting. Yeah, in oh, a tuxedo. Really? Yeah, yeah, he was, like he was an aristocrat in a on the wall. Yeah, yeah, an aristocrat. <laughs> an aristocrat. That was a good one. Wait, so where was Stewie? Yeah, where was Stewie during the wedding? How come he didn't walk the ring? Down I'm there? not sure. Oh, I think he was uh, he was home cleaning the house. Oh. He uh, he had chores to do, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Special Windex. Was, I was wondering the same thing: why Stewie wasn't at the wedding? Like people have their dogs and stuff I, like that. I, but you know, he was there in spirit. He was. There were lots of <laughs> images of him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I want to ask. I want to ask. What? I want to ask. Go ahead. So a couple of weeks ago, I was listening. And you guys said you had one guest on, and I assume you're talking about me. And you said I left halfway through the no, show. No, no. Was that me? Did no, I leave halfway no, through the show? No, that was Growler Jordan. <laughs> he, uh, we were we we're doing the show, and we we're having a great time. Oh, and, and he just I think all I of a sudden that. he goes he, give, gives us the one the one minute, and he just disappeared. So did I his called, camera stay open? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought maybe he had a bellyache or something like that. 
and uh, he disappeared and he was just gone and he never came back and it was the craziest thing it was like I don't know 10 minutes or whatever so we kind of we were trying to finish the podcast and so then we just kept killing time because we were trying to get him back on and I'm texting him and what had happened he had a client that was supposed to come by like at 9 30 to pick up a piece of furniture and then they just walked into his shop at like 8 30 an hour earlier and he you know had to deal with the client but uh it was just crazy. We just he just disappeared. So he wants oh. to do like a part two to finish it up. But I thought you were talking about me, and I was just wondering when the hell. No, I, you know, no. I'm finding out lately my memory is so bad. My memory is getting worse and worse. Like I, I I meet people all the time, and it's not that I don't necessarily I, I don't necessarily forget them personally, but I just can't remember when we met. You know, I, I find yeah. All, and then Taylor will be like. We been like we were just on a road trip. You guys, everybody's followed me going on. Me and Cheryl drove about six thousand miles to and from the west, and then uh, like we'll be in a place. It should be like, yeah, we were there. Do you remember that? And I'm like, nope. So <laughs> when you guys said that, I thought you were talking about me. No. In fact, no. when we were on the road trip, we got back from our road trip, and this whole thing with this, you know, uh, unfortunate situation. I was going to say that his girlfriend on their road trip. Taylor was we, on the we case. We were kind of in the air. Yeah, we were all there. Like we were like right there when, but we were home by the time it all came out of the news. So it all came out. Whatever we got home September fourteenth. A couple of days later, it came into the news. Turns out they were kind of like we were like two days in behind everything they were in, and uh, it was crazy. The, Did you see the that fight? Video? The fight they got in. This is just yeah. a dumb story. The fight they got in, which prompted the police to call them in Utah. They were in some health food store in Utah. Mm-hmm. And Taylor's like, we were there. I'm like, we were there. She's like, yeah, we were in the, You don't remember when we were there? This was like a trip or two ago, not this past year. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because we didn't go through Utah this time. And I'm like, I don't. She's like, you don't remember we were in there? And then that guy came up and said, you threw the banana peel on the ground. Oh, like, God. What the fuck are you talking about? She's like, you don't remember that guy walked up and there was a banana peel and he assumed you threw it there and he said something <laughs> to you? I have zero recollection of all this, so. Anyway, that's a stupid story. It was, it was but. crazy. I watched the video of the couple that found their car in their videos, and they're just like um, bloggers, or like like I don't know what you would, like what an you influencer, call them, but uh, yeah, t- yeah, but not really. Like, I think they had regular jobs too, but it was just pretty amazing. The guy was just explaining how they were like, you know, hey, people should go through their videos. So he's like. I remember we went through that. I'll go through the video. And then it's like, sure as shit, they're flipping through it. And he's like, there's the van right there. And they wow. zoom in on it. And they show a scene from, um, you know, when she got pulled over, she had her sandals on. And then the sandal, there was a sandal outside the van. Oh, and you can wow. see the door closing as he approaches. Yeah. And it just, it was so kind of. I mean, somebody was in it. but Yeah. It was just so creepy looking. And um, it was funny. I had gone through a couple of their videos. They had like. A, a child that had gotten like killed in a car accident or something where they do some fundraiser and stuff. And I was like, just, you know, what a tragic, like twist. This like, is the vlogger. The yeah. Vloggers yeah. That had yeah. that camera rolling. Yeah. That just sort yeah. Of it was in. just like, they had like this other event thing, but not unrelated to obviously that. But I was like, Jesus, what, what, you know, it, it, they reached out to a bunch of people they knew and said, Hey, check your video. Cause we had it on our video. But, um, I had a lot of my, ca- I had a lot of video, yeah, the camera rolling all like, the time, yeah. but I mean, everything we shot was from September till September yeah. 1st till September 14th. So yeah. Yeah. I, I can't mean, believe they still haven't found the kid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but. what do you mean? We obviously we keep going through it. He's got to be like cold in the ground. 
I, yeah. I have this crazy theory that his parents rubbed him out. His hmm. parents got rid of him. Hmm. I don't know. That's my theory. It's just weird. Just I, you think his parents I mean, killed his parents him? Or got they, rid of him, they... fed him to the alligator. <laughs> why would they killed if... him in some sort of like final race. But I wonder why they would do that instead of what? just giving him up to the police. It might have happened in like a heated right, circumstance, yeah. the way maybe he killed his I, girlfriend. I always maybe. wondered that because, you know, it, it's hard to stay undetective. I may or may not have somebody who I may or may not be related to that's been on the run for like 20 years for a very serious crime. And uh, they may or may not have the same last name as me. And, you know, for years, the police <laughs> well, you might as well just come say to his like name my and his house address. my brother's house. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know his address. If I knew oh. his address, I'd give it to the police. But they used to come to our oh, house, that... like me and my brother. And oh uh, yeah, and it, no, it was it was a cousin of mine. Yeah, and um, I'm talking something he did over 20 years ago. Wow, and probably even more now that I think of it. I mean, because I'm 52. so he's on the run. He's obviously, on the run, uh... and I swear he's got to be dead because he's not wasn't that smart of a kid. Like I yeah. just can't picture him. Like successfully being on the run for over twenty twenty five years, it's like he was a dummy. Like you this know, kid just... cannot be found because you could imagine, like, he, like I said to Taylor, go, he's either eating grub. Like if they do find him, he's going to be skinny as you know, yeah, as, I mean, yeah. just, as a skeleton. So, like, because it's... he's eating berries. Like he can't. Is he preparing? Like how hard is it to like capture an yeah. animal out there? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like you have to go pretty far to like be in the deep woods you know like you know you just and some like i watch some survival guys like well he's setting up i'm like he's not setting up a tent he's literally just laying down taking a nap and getting up and moving taking a nap and getting up and moving it's very very weird but did you see that thing where people saw and i don't know if it's true or not but apparently on his instagram account somebody either him or somebody else went live for like two seconds and then shut it off quick and there was like a video of water like, it looked like he was on a boat, like almost one of those little John boats, and then it cut out. So I don't know if that's hmm. legit or, or but, what. But yeah. he said, apparently they said he left his phone and his wallet. Like I said, yeah, he's not going to wander out of the woods and go into a gas station to get a snack bar because yeah. everyone's yeah. going to know him. So he's yeah. got to stay in the woods or just, he's, he's I, I don't think he's alive. I don't see he how he can be. Yeah, same here. I think he's going to be dead somewhere. Because they would just have an infrared helicopter just running over those woods exactly. looking for him, and then they would find him instantly. He can't go that deep yeah. into the woods. And they gave up. They gave up the lo- the search too. It's strange. Whole thing's strange. But anyways, well, dogs on the case, so dogs gonna find him. I saw that. I, I saw that. that. Dead. That was so funny. <laughs> what did dogs about here? He just walked up, up in front of the cameras and bangs the door. He needs some publicity. He's fallen off a little bit since we last saw him in Niagara Falls. That fried, that fried hair, man. That fucking fried hair. Is I think he's got skin cancer. Like he's he's I just mean, like so if he doesn't, he's on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just looks like he hadn't been taking care of himself much, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, Jimmy, what was um, that project you were doing, brake lines? Did you get a new vehicle, or what happened with that? No, 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 no. I mentioned this on the other podcast. That white truck belongs to Mr. McNiven. When I when I bought this house for, uh, 16 like a years ago. from Mayberry. Go ahead. Oh, totally. When yeah. I bought this house 16 years ago, the day I came to look at it to potentially buy it, Mr. McNiven was taking care of the lawn. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back to like inspect it, the, like because the next day was was closing, mm-hmm. Mr. McNiven was here. It's like he had his own room here. <laughs> and 
he and I became fast friends. He's a really sweet guy. He's, he's, he's been around the world. Like, he's one of these guys, like, you think he's just a local hick, but mm-hmm. he's been around the world. Like, he's been in China. He's been in Europe. And wow. mm-hmm. he's got some great old stories. He's 85 years old, and he was taking care of the lawn. And he never, and he never stops. He's just like, he's like my dad. He's like, probably each one of us will be. He just will mm-hmm. never stop. And the other day, he pulls up in a, in a little blue pickup truck, and we're talking, talking. He goes, because, um, what have you been up to? I said, I, th- I go, I, honestly, I didn't know you were still alive. I said, I haven't seen him in like four <laughs> years. And last time I saw him, he was having really bad heart attacks. He had had like several heart attacks. Oh, my God. And he showed up to like, he showed up to uh, uh, to brush hog the field and his tractor and everything and his trailer. And and he has like a big, I think he had a bandage on his chest from open heart surgery. Oh and Taylor's like, are you okay? He's like, I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. Anyway, so he was, he's obviously made it through that storm, which was like three or four years ago. And uh, he mentioned something about trucks, and so he's like, "Oh, let me go get this truck. It's full of water." And the guys at the lumber at the lumber mill are complaining it has no brakes. He's like, "I'm sure it's fine." I'm like, "Why do you think it's going to be fine for you?" He goes, he "Goes ah, they just don't know how to drive it." He's just like didn't agree. <laughs> like, he just didn't believe anybody else's opinion of his truck. Anyway, he went and got it, and about an hour later, he pulls up to the side of the house. And he goes, "This thing has got no brakes. <laughs> it's loaded with wood." <laughs> okay. Yeah, and he goes, "I he put brake fluid in it twice from the six miles from the sawmill to here." Where does he uh, live? He lives in Leeds, which is uh, closer to the Home Depot wow. from here. And anyway, so he uh, we open up the hood, and we could see the brake fluid just squirting out of the 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 line just floating in space so i was like leave it here i'll see if i can fix it and you know uh, a lot of people are like why the hell would you waste all your time with that i did it just because i wanted to see if i could do it mm-hmm. you know like, like if you're confronted with something like and obviously it's i didn't have any skin in the game it wasn't my truck i just said look I, you know, the parts are whatever 20 dollars each you know for each side yeah. and the lines are six or eight dollars and so on a saturday i figured i'd fiddle around get under there and see what i could do and uh you know, I learned a lot about the front end braking system of that mm-hmm. truck, which is very similar to the other two, two, three trucks I have, which is the same year model and everything. So it was uh, it was a learning experience. And it was funny when I I got one side done and then now that sends pressure everywhere else where like the first line broke where it was the the least amount of uh, resistance. So it broke and so we fixed it. So now that's the strongest. And then Ryan was helping me pump the brakes and he's like, oh, the pedal just went to the floor after we had a pedal for a minute. And then. That the car was running, and then all of a sudden the whole engine bay filled up with smoke. Oh God! Because what was happening is he was stepping on the pedal, yeah. and the and the brake fluid was squirting, squirting on the up, yeah. uh, up onto the manifold, the manifold oh. from the other side. And so when I looked, I was like, okay, that yeah. broke, all right, just as I expected. So that's why I bought both sides. Anyway, yeah. I just had to go get another brake line, and I was able to run from like a distribution block all the way to mm. the caliper. So I went right from one to the other. I didn't have to splice that line. I was able to figure it out. It's amazing. So, like, so I always say to my other podcasts, like now my my fear of dealing with that has been confronted and diminished. Yeah. So now the next time I have to deal with like a brake line failure on any of my other trucks, I'd be like, well, it's no big deal. I could figure that out. Yeah. 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 So for me, it was going to school and I, I was, you know, I was up for the challenge to figure it out. Yeah. And uh, he, you said to me, now you, you texted me last night and you're like, Yep, now the other two brake lights yeah, are going to yeah, go yeah. for the other wheels. I go, it's roadworthy. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, yeah, it'll be the fuck out of here. Out of here. <laughs> it's, it's amazing like how shitty those old brake lines are. And you're like, oh, these things are all rotted to junk. And like you can get them apart and get a new piece for it and put it together and they'll work fine. It's like the important connectors or whatever are like 
good steel that, you know, stays good or whatever, and everything else just rots apart, you know. But, yeah, I had an old truck that, that man, that's all I kept doing was just changing brake lines and... It's amazing how good you get at it. You it's know? funny to think that that little tiny hydraulic system will stop a 10,000-pound truck. Yeah. yeah it's it unbelievable yeah. Like when you think of the technology. Yeah. Just that one-eighth inch. I mean, that's that's a – what about – we could talk about this for a minute. Yeah. Every time I went to the um, to the Napa, mm-hmm. I was like – what? Is, and he's like starts slapping keys on the computer. He's like, is it a one-ton? I go to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know what the fuck that means. People say half-ton, <laughs> three-quarter ton, one-ton. Yeah. I go – it doesn't say it on the fucking fender, so yeah. I don't know what the fuck. When you say know, it's a one-ton truck, does that mean how much it can carry? I know yeah. 1,500, 3,500. I know 150, 250, yeah. 350. I don't know about the tonnage. Like, the, I don't get that. People it say you. it all the time. It's all like the same same pot, though, they give you. You know? It's like they, they ask yeah. you all the questions, and then, like, the one brake line does all size trucks. Like it's <laughs> Exactly! Like, He's like, is it the four-wheel drive? Is it to this? Is it to that? And I'm like, yeah. It's does it have a real windshield wiper? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We can compare a fucking auto parts store right now. But he, So they give me the front brake lines that have, like, the banjo bolt that, like, bolt right down yeah. onto the caliper and everything. Yeah. And uh, and there's this clip on it. The clip, you, you might have seen it in the store. It's just mm-hmm. a clip in the middle of the hose. And it doesn't go anywhere. There's no bolt hole or anything that it correlates with. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, I don't know what I'm missing. Maybe does it clip onto the shock. It can't clip onto the shock. There's no... So I look under my blue truck, which is not a four-wheel drive, which is just has just independent front, you know, mm-hmm. suspension for each one of the front wheels, and its brake line has that clip on it, which clips to the top A-frame, which is like yeah. part of the suspension. So exactly what you said. He goes, yeah. "Is it the four-wheel drive?" Yeah. He's like, "Is it the four-wheel drive?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Is it the one ton or the quarter ton?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know." He's like, "Yeah." Uh, and what model is it? Is it the C30, the C20? I'm like, dude, I don't fucking know. Things are rock boxes. Okay. And then he comes back and goes, okay, we got one. You got to order one. So he gave me the left side. The right side's got to come tomorrow. And they showed up with these clips on it. Long story short, it's the clips that were for the two-wheel drive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it would have worked with that. It's funny because for years, I would get so flustered. And I hate... Anytime you have to go into a place, like even when I was doing construction, like if you have to go into like a plumbing supply house where you need to know the lingo or like a napper, like it's more of like a, they deal with like mechanics and stuff. Like I feel so insecure or whatever. So for years, I would like hate getting like even windshield wipers. And then like I finally figured out, I was like, all I got to know is how long they are. Like they're they're all like the same. Like they it didn't matter, you know. Like so, I'd be like, oh, they're twenty two inches long. I get a twenty two inch wipe wiper. Then I got my new truck, and it had like special clips. I'm like, I oh, bought dude. like just regular ones. The fucking wipers like, they for won't the new work. trucks. Yeah, it, they're like buy, it's like buying a hinge for the space shuttle. I know. I'm like, <laughs> you shit me. I finally unlocked the secret to windshield wipers. And now I have to buy windshield wipers that are specific to my truck, you know? You know what? I, you know how I change my windshield wipers? When I get my fucking oil changed. I, at yeah. the Chevy dealer, I go change the yeah. wipers. So yeah. go, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I get that's a new fucking wipers, some secret fucking connection. Yeah. That's like. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It's the craziest thing. And it's funny. Mine torn. So I had to replace mine in uh, the, the driver's side. So I go to uh, get one, 
And the guy's like, yeah, this is the only one we have that will work. And, of course, it's got, like, five different adapters, and I'm trying. I'm, <laughs> yeah, everything's I'm like, in the you box. know what? Forget it. it. It just it was so much work, but I'm like, I, I just hate anything like that. Dude, you want to hear something even more complicated? Well, Paul, Paul you have, all three of us have basically the yeah. same, same truck. Car, I have yeah. an 18. Yeah. Derek, is your... Yeah. Those are special is an 18, Paul? Paul? Mine's... Yeah, his is a 19. It's a 19, but it's, a 19, it's, it's but the same exact truck. style. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because your 19 was the new body style. It was, yeah. but this one's an L. Well, sometimes, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah, so he has a 19, but it's the 18 style. Yeah, that's funny how some, some of the Chevys, like the years go back and forth. It's hard to, like, there's like kind of a blurry line. Yeah. yeah. But, Paul, do you ever try and change your wipers on that thing? I don't think I've changed them yet. Or maybe they got changed, like, once when we yeah. took it to One day, get you're going to be on the side, you'll be... A, you're gonna yeah. be on the side of the highway, and you're gonna to have to fucking like it's gonna be like ice too. is gonna rip it. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna like literally want to punch your fucking rearview mirror off because yeah. it's so frustrating. Yeah, and they're like sixty bucks too. Are they they're really? Not, wow, they're not cheap either. Yeah. And now I gotta yeah. replace. My you know what? Fender. Try buying. Oh, because you dented it. That I dented there. it. Like yeah. Like you thought your dad was gonna get in a fight. Yeah. He like jumped up. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it's equally as hard as finding wipers that fit the old square body style. Oh, like I'm the square sure. Body where it's just a, st- a steel rod with a dot on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went online and I went online and I found it on Amazon. But you have to type in the area of your truck. Amazon's got this filter which says whether it's compatible or not, which actually works pretty oh, good. Oh, that's cool. Amazon's going to take yeah, over Yeah, you type the in what your, your truck is. <laughs> I mean, every day there's an Amazon it's box awesome. at my house. Every day. I was just saying, I know. I was just saying to Christina, I was like, wow. I was like, remember Amazon didn't deliver like their own stuff? Like you got it through like the mail. Like yeah, now it's like there's a million Amazon. Amazon trucks and like they deliver everything. And it's like Sunday, it used to be like, oh, maybe they'll deliver Saturday and then ne- never on a Sunday. Now it's like every day's. Tuesday, you know, they, they deliver every day. It doesn't matter. Nine o'clock at night, they're delivering. It's it just, it's a free for all, you know? Yeah. Up at Jimmy's, it was like slumming it. You had to wait two days to get delivered, you know? Oh, when we were doing the show. Yeah, it's like going back. I was getting time. Amazon boxes for like a month after they all left. Everybody yeah. would say like Tim's name on it or Laura's <laughs> name on it. Back to the windshield wipers for a second. The older trucks, didn't you just replace the blades? Oh, yeah, you could, but that. now, that- yeah, but. Yeah. Now they just sell the whole head, but yeah. again, it's like you get the box and it's like seven choices and none of them are what you want, which yeah. is so frustrating. Yeah. And you end up throwing, you know, all this plastic in the garbage because you're never going to use them. Yeah. I always save them for a little bit in case they something falls off my truck and I'm driving. So I like rotate the old windshield wipers into my, like behind my seat or something. You know, <laughs> so I like had paranoid. a system. I had a system on my 13 Chevy. I would buy one windshield wiper. Everyone's going to laugh at me how cheap I was. When the windshield wiper was super easy to change, it was just mm-hmm. had like the rod that yeah. stuck up. Yeah. So the rod came over and there was a pin that stuck yeah. perpendicular to it. So you just yank it off and just stick it right on. Yeah. So you buy a wiper and like at the pinnacle of where the, where the pressure is, it's just a hole. Yeah. And it just slides in sideways. Yeah. So I would move my wipers over one. So anytime I got a new wiper, I would buy <laughs> one wiper your at tires. a time. Oh, God. I'd, yeah. Just I put the brand new wiper in the driver's side and then I move the old one to the passenger side. And then like in a couple of months I'd need a new wiper. I'd buy one new wiper and I'd shift them over and then, you know, 
the one on the on the passenger side would get thrown away and it would everything would just always move over one. But that was when they were easy to change. And then I got the 18. And like I said, it's like a fucking hinge for a space shuttle door. It's funny. So. <laughs> I was just looking for it. I might have th- finally thrown it out. I, Christine, I bought a wiper for her car and she had totaled it. And uh, this is like four years ago. And I still have the windshield wiper. I couldn't return it. And I like can't bring myself to throw it out. It's like a brand new windshield wiper, you know. <laughs> But that's what I did. I replaced like one wiper on our car. <laughs> that's all she well, needed. It's, it worked perfectly for me. I, I have one of my pet peeves is I can't stand looking through a windshield that has like dead bugs on it. I always, yeah. I keep oh Windex God. and a rag. And you can't, I got to stop and I got to wash the windshield off. I get in oh Taylor's car. It, it looks Go it ahead. looks like a thousand dead bugs on the windshield. I'm like, would you please? Like, and we're driving at night. There's glare. It I'm looks like we're go- driving right into fucking head-on traffic. She's like, why? I can see fine. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going to look down at my phone. I'm just going to pray and just look away. You know, it's funny. I can't stand a speck on my windshield. But yep. when it rains, I drive my wife nuts. I can't stand putting on my windshield wipers. You just, <laughs> just drive right I in the rain? I hate the fucking... Oh, yeah. Why? I will drive... And almost kill myself because I can't stand. Because if they go across my windshield and there's nothing on it, <laughs> yeah. it will drive me insane. Oh my god! Yeah, I wait till it's yeah. nice and yeah. nice and she'll blurry. Be like, I wait. Yeah, she'll be like, "You put on the windshield wipers, please." I'm like, "I can see." I'm like, "You're not driving. <laughs> what do you care?" Yeah, drives me crazy. I gotta get. I gotta get one of those things like they have the boat that spins, so the it just keeps the rain off of it. So oh, when god. when this isn't since we're talking so much about windshield wipers. Driving six thousand miles in the last month, every time a fucking cricket or like a like a hefty like you know like oh, a yeah. fucking one the ounce puts, bug hits yeah, the windshield, yeah. do not wipe it. Oh Just yeah, let it be, because all it's going it, to do is it's, it's like streaks it, yeah. honey across your window, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like epoxy. The whole time I'm driving, fucking boink, yeah. boink, 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 and it just looks like a fucking paintball target yeah. on the windshield. And I never turn the wipers on. Yeah. And then, then when we get to stop, of course, I wash the windshield. The first thing I do is yeah. wash the windshield. And when Taylor's driving, it's just like those boink, wipers go right boink, on. Flip, flip, boink, flip, 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 flip. Yeah. And it looks like somebody washed the windshield with fucking honey, with like a dirty rag, and like you can't see through it. There's a million dead bug streaks, like in the arc. I'm like. Do yourself a favor and don't run the wipers every time a dead bug hits the fucking window. Yeah. Because it doesn't do anything except smear it around. You should have recorded that uh, that trip across country. I bet you guys had a great conversations. Oh, we re- we recorded <laughs> a lot of it. We had fun. We, we, See, it's we, this we, podcast. This podcast drags everybody down. No, no making talk on this podcast. Just bugs on windshields. Windshield <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about food. We did it's a fifteen minute bit on windshield wipers. Ever? Yeah. Let's talk about how Derek what got about, in a fight at what? the hotel with the ladies at the hotel. Oh, the $50 room. I checked today. They charged me the $50. You know, bucks. I, 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 have, oh, they did. I, yeah. I haven't checked. I was going to check today. I'm so mad, though. I don't want to check because they sent me a questionnaire, and then they sent the thing said, is it okay to uh, contact you? Regardless, I said, please do, and they never contacted me. <laughs> so I'm more pissed. So but, they comp you the room? No, I gotta check. I gotta, I gotta go online and see if I got charged or, or what the hell happened. But so th- the story goes: we checked, we went to a hotel, and we got separate rooms. And we wait, t- does everybody? Everybody knows that. So Chris everybody, got married, yeah. And we all so Chris got married. We went. Congratulations to, the to Chris and Angela. September eighteenth. Yeah. Yes, and hopefully he makes it back safe and he can join us next week. But um, 
to check into the hotel. They said, call the morning of, and you can check in early. So Which we both Paul did. Got there about two, yes, and we, we got there about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. The wedding was at 3, but check-in was at 4. So we were staying in separate rooms. We told the girls, you know, we only need one room to get dressed in. So they charged us both fifty dollars to check. No, wait, wait, wait. Well, no, Can first, I tell what I? This is yeah. Go ahead. This is how we get there. We the weddings now. The weddings at two, three, no, three, right? three. The weddings at three. We got we're there, there like at one forty-five. Yes. We, yeah. Right. So now it's two o'clock. These guys go to the counter. I was stayed outside, but yeah. they go to the counter. And they come back and they go, the rooms aren't going to be ready till four. And Derek's freaking out. She's, he's like, they said we get you. Well, you should have called. Well, we did call. Well, we're going to have to charge you 50 bucks to clean the room before. And Derek's like, that doesn't make sense. You have to clean the room anyway. Why do you got to charge me an extra 50 That's bucks? Right. And so we were, I'm assuming we were all going to get changed in Derek's room. And then two minutes later, it's still like two o'clock now. It's still way before when they want to clean the rooms. But they're going to clean Derek's room for 50 extra bucks and Paul walks out and goes, my room's ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it didn't this even make sense. Derek yeah. argued, no, argued with the counter girl. Yeah. And Paul said nothing. And then they no, went, no, he, he did. No, he, well, he said he called. I called too. I, his I, girl called was before. non-combative. My, well, yeah. She, yeah. I, I don't know what was going on in that place. But so me and Derek first She was passive in. aggressive. Then I think Derek, she was a hostage. Derek left to go back outside. And then they tell me, okay, so – um, we could get you in the. Uh, we could get you in early. It's just going to be a fifty dollars cleaning fee, and I go, oh, this is going to be fantastic. I can't wait to go tell Derek this. I know he's going to flip. So I go. I said one second. I go outside. I'm like, Derek, they're going to charge us fifty dollars to get in early. He goes, No, they're not. And he marched storms right in. He starts screaming. <laughs> he goes, I made I this. All this he goes, I made I missed, the yeah. reservation two months ago. No one said anything about a fifty dollars fee. I called this morning. They said there was no fee. They said no problem. <laughs> now I come in here. They tell me the room's not going to be ready in time, and I got to pay a fee. And the lady's like arguing with him. The manager comes out. She says the same thing. And at one part, I at one point, I even heard them say, "Well, you know, it's extra busy today, so our manager wanted to add this, like add a fee, like they just came up with it on the spot." Like, I don't know what was going yeah. on in that hotel, but so then the manager leaves. I was going to drop that. I just filmed a TV show that I was I, important Dude, person. I can only imagine how many times that's been dropped. But, Do you know I got 5,000 followers on yeah. Instagram? You know Total Boat sponsors me? Um, <laughs> so the but, kicker is yeah. my room's ready at quarter three. They give Paul a room. Yeah, right? they, they just hand me keys. To, set, to clean it early. But then they hand him keys. So if he didn't say anything, he would have just got his keys and didn't get charged 50 bucks. I go to my room, and it looked like somebody was just murdered there. But instead of blood, <laughs> they bled chocolate syrup everywhere. <laughs> so there's chocolate syrup all over the rug. I hope it was chocolate syrup. And, oh, it uh, smelled? Yeah. And then the toilet was totally broken. So shit like You over. said the whole room smelled like yeah, marijuana. Yeah, it smelled like, like someone... weed. It smelled like weed, the room. So... I went back out. I said, I'm not taking this room. Find me another room. So we get dressed in Paul's room. We go to the wedding. No, but the funniest part was I was watching Metal Masters on Netflix because yeah. I got dressed in my car. Paul's getting dressed behind me. And Derek bursts through the door. Yeah. I can't fucking believe this. I can't fucking believe this. And he's got all his shit dragging behind him. <laughs> like, yeah. Arguing with somebody. Yeah. I needed to get fucking dressed. So then I get dressed, I go, I call them from the wedding at 9 o'clock at night. They say, no problem, we got you a room. 
I said, it better not be the same room I had earlier because it was disgusting. No, no, sir, we got you a nice new room. <laughs> I show up at the hotel, it's the same room. So I uh. tell them, no way, not happening. And the girl that helped me, I know she doesn't listen to this, but Stephanie, if you're listening, honey, she was the best. And she's like, you know what, this is bullshit. I'm going to put you in a suite. So she puts me in a suite. It was a beautiful room. The best part is Zep got one, and his was an absolute shit. <laughs> he was the guest of honor. Yeah, it was his wedding, and he had the shittiest room. But no, but no they nice gave suite. you the key that didn't work. Yeah, the key didn't and work. Oh, yeah. we were the whole hotel the was in disarray. I mean, it was horrible. Chris's mother wants to kill somebody there. You know, I'm oh, sure yeah. she probably did. But we were, it was just you, a complete disaster. I'm like the lock-picking lawyer. When somebody's key doesn't work, I know I yeah. can get it to work. Yeah. And so you're like, the key doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's not for this door. It's not for this door. And so you guys walk well, away no. and I'm fiddling oh, that, with the well, key. I'm the trying every thing. tumbler. Well, and then no, it just goes, no. I, I don't know if I, I get told it open. you this. It was room 335, but she had told me room 325. So I wasn't sure. So I, I only knew it was that room because it was that key tag, but she had told me a different number. And well, I, I was like, yeah. oh, shit. You so tried I was both a- doors. Yeah, but I was afraid there was somebody in that room, so I didn't want to try too much without going back to her to verify, you know? Well, but that was the just, other thing. What a, what a, just That's a, what I'm saying. dumpy they, they, place. You left me alone with the key, and I was able to, like, get it. So yeah. after, like, both of us trying for, like, quite maybe 10 full minutes, yeah. you walked away and I was able to get it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just by luck. Yeah, what kills me, though, is when they give you the card to the room, they're like, yeah. Take a key in case the card. That's what I was just work. about to say. It's I'm like, like what, what kind are you of talking place about? Is this? Yeah, yeah. I've never like, heard of such oh a thing. God, it's like place. just in case your key, your Everybody room key doesn't work. Here's bad a things to say. Old school key. I yeah. don't know. Oh my god. Do so we want to say the name of the place? I don't, I don't even, even know remember. What it was. I would say the name. The it's mansion. Not, it's 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 the a, mansion in Glen Cove. Yeah, the mansion. Okay, the mansion in Glen Cove. Don't go there. Yeah. Or if you do go there, just be prepared to have a shitty room. And pay 50 bucks to have it cleaned. But it's too bad because it looked like it was a beautiful place at one time. And it's just, it was a shame because, you know, they had an after party there that they weren't really happy about. That was all screwed up for whatever reason Zepp had said. The breakfast the next morning wasn't bad. I mean, I, I don't know, Paul, yeah. what did you think? I mean, it was, it was what it was. It was just a little brunch, you know, it was fine, but... No, it was a shame, but it was fun to see, you know, people and hang out and yeah, have fun. It was cool. You know, and share a special day with Chris. It was a small yeah, wedding. And it was great. And it was just a, you know, honor to be invited. So it was nice. It was really nice. So he's got a nice mm-hmm. family. His brother was so funny. Oh, my God. His brother was funny. Oh, my God. Oh, Dude. my God. I'm not going to say much because I'm like you, Chris. I don't like to hear myself speak. <laughs> <laughs> that was what he said it is yeah. a speech oh i love it I love the hair it. was the best oh uh, i knew somebody was gonna bring that up <laughs> I had to. I what hair change. what are you talking yeah. about no nice toupee <laughs> i love it that was funny i i, I said Chris looked great. Chris, you look yeah, great. You no, look like did. I said. You look like you're right out of Godfather Two. Oh, yeah. Like anything. walking down Mulberry Street. I was afraid yeah. he was gonna whack me, so I don't say nothing. You know? <laughs> Dude, how about the uncle who The two of them look like they were right out of a mafia movie. Yeah, I know. I know. That was what so was the funny. uncle in what so band funny. was that, he in? Oh, what I band? wish I could oh, remember. It was um, the. I forget. Oh, Dupree's. The Dupree's. Yeah, the Dupree's. Yes. Yeah. 
He was the actual singer yeah. from the Duprees, yeah. and he wasn't a blood uncle, a, a whole yes. family friend. Yeah, he this singer. So if anybody, maybe I'm the only one that knows who the Duprees are. Yeah, no, are. I, I remember that name. I remember their their that. hit song. He got up and sang, and then we all thought he just had a, he knew how to sing. Yeah, like he was like a guy who really knew how to sing, and he was really good on the microphone, very good entertainer. But then me and Derek and and Paul, you were in the car too. Yeah, all three yeah. of us were together when we saw him on the corner, and I said, "Hey, good job singing." And he kind of clarified. He's like. Those were my songs. I am the lead singer of the Duprees. I was like, whoa, congratulations. And another freak came up and yeah, yelled at Derek funny. about his headlights. Oh my god. Did you see <laughs> did you see um did you see the picture Chris had of that guy? Yeah. There he is. There's the song, the Duprees. Oh my god. Oh yeah, this is a this is a that's a hit song. Um yeah, it's so funny. So they had a bus that you could uh, an old Volkswagen bus that you could take selfies in. in. And the guy was a little odd. And yeah. when they pulled my car out the valet, my headlights were shining on the bus and the guy runs all the way across the field to say, "Hey buddy, shut your lights off," you know? So I end up telling Chris and he's like, "Look at this picture." He has a picture of him and Angela signing their wedding license. And in the background, the guy's standing there with his hands on his hips and a tank top with a sweatband on. He looks like Richard Simmons from like 1982. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. It's, it's like, like, why was he from there? That he same day? It? Yeah, like... it's, it's from the wedding. They Yeah, they're in the thing at a table with, like with people witnessing the signing of the marriage license and he's standing in the back i said you gotta <laughs> post that on instagram under like one of those awkward family photos there it'll definitely get reposted it's just it was so funny but uh and the guy was so fucking annoying every time he oh, went over they so get a picture taken he kept turning the radio up he had his own little dj booth yeah. to try and put you in the mood to climb yeah. inside his little shit box to get your picture taken <laughs> and he kept turning the radio up <laughs> Did you notice that, Derek? Yeah. He kept fiddling yeah. with the knob and turning yep. it up louder and louder. Like, And nobody knows what to do. There was an older couple in front of us, and oh, they had no God. idea what to do. And they're fiddling with the computer screen. It's like typing your email address. Or t- and then the guy kept – they were trying to talk to each other inside the thing, and he just kept turning the radio up. Like, yeah, so he would not stop touching the knob. Paul, did you get your picture taken in there? With, um, I was with you guys. Did you put in your email or your text no, or anything? No, I didn't put it in my email. No, but did you do it – You. So last night at whatever time we did that, it sent me like a text and said, did you have fun at the photo bus? You know, please share on Instagram. And it, it, no, it's like, it's an automated Uh, thing. It's like, so it just like sends out a reminder. But he just finally downloaded the info from it. Yeah. So you got it like 10 days later. Yeah. (laughs) So, but that was a fun time, fun time. So it was good. It was good. A yeah. funny story. The only other time I ever did one of those computer like things like that, where you type in your thing and then you get the picture in your phone, it was I was at a YouTube party with Nick Ferry, the guy I introduced you to this oh, week, cool. Paul. And uh, me and Nick were. This was like six years ago, and the computer took our picture and it made like a GIF, like the three, the mm-hmm. four images in a row. Go boop 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 yeah. boop 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 boop. Yeah. And it was kind of funny. And then you type in your, your thing, and literally like ten seconds after I hit. Return, I get the message to my phone huh. with the picture we just took. Yeah, like within within thirty seconds of yeah. us walking away from. That's it. cool. So you got yours literally two yeah. weeks later. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny, but what a racket that guy had going, huh? Uh, oh yeah. So it was good. It was good. Long Island's such an. Interesting I was going to say, um, oh, it's the worst place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny. I could say that I grew. 
I could say that I grew up there. Yeah. Long Island, it would be nice if it detached and just floated away. It is. What's That's what I think, I because it screws up things my things Connecticut is, beaches. Which, Long Island town sucks. Like, what's the, like, what's, but what is the. It, it's like Madagascar as far as culture goes. It has its own shitty culture. It's supposed <laughs> to like Madagascar where, like, the culture is something completely different as far as the wildlife goes. It's like Madagascar, but, like, goes in the wrong direction of what's good. Like the the I'm gonna get so much hate mail. Yeah, the the I my parents lived there. All my cousins, my sister. Yeah, was, yeah. But in general, the ideology of Long Island it's like so insular. Like the the view of the world is so insular. It's like I don't want to get too. Far yeah, down yeah. We'll talk road. about it later. But it's. Do we have an after show still? Yeah, yeah, we do the after show. We have a couple patrons. They pay the thousand dollars. But the worst thing about Long Island is how crowded it is. Yeah, like anywhere you go is a. Yeah, I I noticed that it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. My mother's house to my mother's house in the five towns to my father's house in Oceanside. Mm -hmm. It's like a six mile drive. It takes me an hour. Forty five red lights. That's a yeah. Road rage. Everybody's willing to snap at the the slightest. Like the second. The red light turns green. Your horns start honking. Yeah. The absolute, so. That's what, if, there, if there's no traffic, how long does it take to drive all the way to the end of what, what's out there? The Hamptons? Yeah. Like, Long like, talk, is it nice the out there? End. Like all mansion? Like, well, it's one yeah. Of the so is that that's real nice? Out I'll put it to you this way: if this this could put it in perspective, I live 20 miles from Manhattan. When yeah. I when I lived at my mother's house, I would drive to School of Visual Arts. It was it was twenty two miles. Yeah, the Home Depot from my house. Yeah, to the Home Depot is yeah. twenty two miles. So me yeah. driving to the Home Depot was the same distance of me yeah. driving to Manhattan. Yeah, up here it's literally a ten mile, a ten minute trip. Yeah, yeah. But when I grew up, anytime it meant to go to Manhattan, there was so much congestion between Manhattan and where I grew up. It was an hour and a half ride, or yeah. Yeah. sometimes two, sometimes three hours. If someone got a flat on the highway, it, how long would it, it take another you to get to... all the way to the end of Long Island if there was no traffic? That's seventy-five miles from where I grew up. From my house, really? from my house to Montauk, it would be you know uh, uh, an hour and fifteen minutes, an hour because and twenty minutes. Because that's what I was surprised. Like when we drove there, I mean, it took forever. Once we came over the bridge, and like you can tell, like you know, you're driving and you're turning and you're going out that way. I thought we were like a lot further out, no, like on Long right. Island, like we weren't. No, we weren't even. Yeah, right. To where, if we you went at, north, like, we weren't even going to hit Connecticut. If you went straight north from where we are, you still hit New York. If we go straight north across Long Island, yeah, Island. like that's how little into Long Island we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing how. Oh, you're saying we'd still like cross the river and go into we'd cross the sound and hit the Bronx? Yeah, you'd hit you'd yeah, hit like uh, Mamaroneck, where I have a, a job. Yeah, it was just job like right. are those people that live there or people yeah. vacation there or and where were just that area where we were, Glen Cove? Yeah, that it's was kind just, of an exclusive. It's kind of a fancy neighborhood. All that, but yeah, just to live so yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's all little tiny roads that zigzag. You know, they're all little tiny villages that you know, yeah little horse paths that turned into roads. Yeah. Connecticut and Long Island, and are it's like, also where like kind of similar. But I was thinking about it. It's like Connecticut, mm-hmm. like they're very wealthy places. But if you like Connecticut, like they drive like Porsches and McLarens, and Long Island drives like Ferraris and Lamborghinis. Like that's like the the difference in people. It's like funny. I don't know <laughs> if you get what I'm saying by that. Well, like I said, yeah, because Long Island I know is exactly like what it, you're it's. Saying. 
it's so insular and there's it's I growing up I always felt like like I was in a box, like physically, mm. like I was in a box because Long Island, any direction you drive, you shortly hit water. But when you get into New Jersey and then it's like the rest of the United States is there. Yeah. It's like a feeling of freedom. And I always felt that like, you know, going into going from Manhattan, sorry, going from Long Island and living in Manhattan, Manhattan is like the hub. You can just like literally jump over and get out of anywhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just always felt I just always felt like I had a foot on my neck when I lived. It's in like Long people Island. just now don't leave worse because they always stay there. Wait, is Chris buying a house in Long Island? Is he gonna buy a house? I keep trying to convince him to yeah, move to Connecticut. He says outside, but yeah, but he's he's not leaving Long Island. No, I I wish I could, Chris. I have to save you. I'm gonna we're gonna kidnap him and Angela and get him off Long Island. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny because like I remember as a kid, my cousins. So where I am now, probably thirty minutes, you know, like west is like where my cousins grew up and. You know, I'm 52, but when I was a kid, like all around them, it was like farmland. It was all pig farms and stuff like that. It, was, it wasn't a very nice town. Now it's all very, very expensive suburbs. You know, everybody all like that's where all the technology is on Route 128 and like Bedford, Lexington area, all big money towns. But when I was a kid, I never would have dreamed of living out there because as far as it was for me mentally, it was the country. You know, like mm. I couldn't never think of it as, you know, driving that far to go to work. And I was an adult. I'm like saying, wow, what was I thinking? Like, I think you like to think of yourself like you got to stay in this little area or something. I don't know. At least I did. And mm-hmm. uh, I wish I didn't because it- support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It was like... You know, when I was buying a house back then, I, I could have, you know, bought anything, you know, but now it's so untouchable because it's, you know, the suburbs of Boston. But, you know, being a kid, I remember we used to go out there and, you know, my cousins had dirt bikes and, you know, now it's all like city. You know, you couldn't ride a dirt bike out there. It's funny saying how, like, you live so insular. Like, when I, so I got out of school, I was able to make some money, lived in Manhattan. So I moved to Manhattan. Literally from my mother's house to Manhattan, 22 miles yeah. to where my like maybe 23 miles to my apartment mm-hmm. 
I would come out to Long Island to see my mom and my dad live six or seven miles apart. And my friends and family and other people like my, my dad's, uh, my dad's girlfriend, they'd be like, so are you going to spend the night? Are you going to drive back to the city now? Mm. You're going to, yeah. I'm like, it's 20 fucking miles away. Yeah. Well, you, you're going to deal. You, you don't want to spend the night? I'm like, no, I'm going to go home. I want to sleep in my own fucking bed. But like, my friends would be like, how long are you out here for? I'm like, oh, yeah. out here to see the my day. fucking parents. I'm going yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you out here for the week? Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got nothing to do for a week. I'm going to just fucking vacation <laughs> where I grew up. Because mentally, they think it's like... A huge And even trap. now, like when... Like, <laughs> like yeah. I was at the wedding. Like, yeah. where, where, are you, where are you staying tonight? I go, I'm going to stay in my own bed. Yeah. Oh, that's isn't that a hundred and something? I'm like, wow, I'm gonna fucking drive. I want to sleep in a rest. You okay area. to drive? I'm like, yeah, I haven't had a drink in 34 years. <laughs> I'm so everyone's like, area. you're driving home now. Yeah, you I'm drove like, yeah, home because you were looking to buy something. Don't lie to no, me. No, I, well, I, if I didn't have anything to do the next yeah. day, I would have loved yeah. to have seen what happened with the hotel experience in you. Was me and Derek <laughs> yeah. were going to share a room. Yeah. That was another thing. But the that next morning, him. I met. Yeah, I met Chris to go buy a truck. This guy, Chris. Chris, thank you for the truck. I don't know if he listens, but. Chris, uh, I bought my new little flatbed truck project from a, a gentleman named Chris. He brought it up to meet me, so I had to be up there to meet him. So you were Where telling me you're going to make a bed for that. What's your plan? Jersey. Uh, I want to make a bed. I've been researching, looking at different beds, something. Uh, you know, it's funny. It's weird. I mean, this isn't a, a constant, but I noticed once a bed goes over 12 feet, which mm-hmm. that is a 12-foot bed, they mostly always have wood in them. A lot of I guess, them do. I don't know. You know, you know Cheaper? You Oh, wait. So, like, all short beds are either full aluminum or full steel. Like diamond plate. Like my other blue truck, which is a short bed. Yeah. But the minute they go to 12 foot, which is a bed for this, I notice, like, I'm looking on Facebook Market for used ones to maybe cut up or something. And because the way the long ones, I don't know. They have wood on them, I like, think you know, like a trailer. That's It's a steel frame with wood in the middle. It's like the same thing with, like, a big flatbed truck, like a 26-foot flatbed. It's, it's all wood because they can replace it mm-hmm. easily, and maybe it is light. Mm. Um, I guess so. Yeah, if it gets beat up. I was even thinking of doing that because you could slide things across it. It's not going to rust or it's not going to scratch like yeah. items you're putting in the in the yeah. back as easily. But I ended up just simplifying it. I used like diamond plate, um, and I yeah. had the whole thing sandblasted. So I didn't consider. What's that? Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't oh. consider using wood, but now that I've been looking around, I think I could do something cool if I get some, like, you know, Brazilian hardwood. That's what you got to do. There's a, there's, um, a particular wood yeah. that I think Jason from Fireball Tools used for inside his shop. It's like a super tough, like, South American hardwood. I forget the exact mm-hmm. name right. of it, but that's what I would use. That's what I was Maybe planning might have on used using. Ipe or something. It was something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I might do that because it's going to be like, you know, part cool, fun truck. Not, you know, I'm not going to necessarily, you know, beat the hell out of it carrying stuff on it. But it will be durable. But so, you know, also for a little flashy for the YouTube video ultimately. Yeah. But I'm looking under there. And, Paul, I know you said it. Like the wiring looks like a complete nightmare. I'm not very good with wiring. Neither am I. I hate automobiles. dealing with wires. Did you hire someone to do it? Did you have someone do it? I just you? ended up doing it. Actually, Lucas helped me. You fumbled your way through it. Yeah, it's still like kind of a little, uh, a little bit of a mess. I'd like to clean it up. Maybe I'll have Louie like fix it mm. for me and do it the right way. Uh, but everything functions, you know. Mm. I just ordered some stuff. I went to Napa and bought different lights, and I plasma cut 
you know those those oval lights that that have a gasket and it snaps into a particular sure. size hole. Yeah. Um, that's just what I did, yeah. and I put lights all around the truck too, um, like yeah. or amber colored lights. But I would definitely, if you're planning mm-hmm. on like using the thing, um, sandblasting that bed made the paint stick so much better. Like I cannot like rub the paint off of it, and the, especially the primer, like the top black coat sometimes gets worn off but the primer underneath it is stuck on so well because it's sandblasted it'll just keep it from rotting yeah because as opposed to just trying to wipe it down it's not the same it's like there's so much tooth in it too and it's perfectly clean that when you spray it on there it lasts Mm. forever so right um but that's cool though i love those trucks yeah, and uh, I was just just on a whim. I, I found some aluminum truck, like an aluminum truck bed that has like a skirt all around it with boxes. Oh, that's cool. Which would look really cool for that long bed. $10,000. Wow. So. Okay, just another video. Yeah. <laughs> if I get someone to sponsor me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so if I, I mean, if I got, I mean, I don't know what kind of video that would be just getting an aluminum bed and installing it. But I think, you know, making it up from scratch and just trying to find a couple of little innovative you know, I've never made a truck bed before, so I'm sure if I approach it, I might have some, you know, interesting little doodads. Like, you obviously made your bed completely custom, which is what made me start to think about it. And you just put whatever you want. You could monogram it, you know. Yeah. Put some cool branding in it. It's amazing when you see people that do custom beds, the shit they do. I mean, some people spend a lot of fucking money on them. And, uh,. Rob Rojas keeps talking about how we got to do like put a crane so we could pick up something and put it on it. So I want a crane. some sort of cool crane attachment or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's nice. I mean, they look, think people think it's stupid, but that is just so nice, especially if you have a big truck. Yeah, you know, the heavy shit. I don't know. If you can't pick up a bridge port, then I don't know if it's fucking worth it. Yeah, sometimes those cranes. Yeah, yeah, it's they gonna don't be big. pick up a, a lot. Yeah, no, they don't. Like you pick up like a hundred pound motor, you know, with a it's heavy like, winding on it. Like, yeah. What the fuck? Just get your buddy to do it. Yeah. It's got to pick up your truck for a year. Two thousand pounds, otherwise it's not. Or and then it's like you can't pick it up very far. But right. Yeah. I don't know. But you made you, you uh, gave Chris a little wedding present, which probably is making oh, yeah, me yeah, yeah. more happy than Chris even. <laughs> it was so funny the other day. So I was going to trade uh, this gentleman. His name is Chris. I was going to tra- trade Chris uh, for part of the money, my old heister forklift. And he came and looked at it, and he's like, you know what? It's not really – he wanted more of an all-terrain forklift. So he said, thanks for the offer, but he passed on it. So this was the day after Chris's wedding. He, The guy didn't tell me until a couple days later because he let me think about it. He did some research, and he got back to me, and he said uh, – I'm going to pass on the forklift, but thanks. And so I said to Chris, I said, Chris, guess what? You now have a new forklift, a new heister forklift with no brakes and no reverse gear. And he said, oh, wonderful. And Paul, we were in the group chat. Paul writes back, thank God. <laughs> but the funny thing is Tell that. Me all the dangerous ways you're going to unload. It. What's wrong with the brakes? Does it just need to be replaced or like needs the lines bad? Oh, well, Full disclosure bad. is that, you know, uh, when Aaron was with us, Aaron uh, did all the research on the forklift, and he had uh, Empire Forklift here in Albany. They took it and did like a full inspection on it, and gave me like a bill that was unbelievable—fifteen thousand dollars to change the reverse. To change, it. they wanted to swap the transmission. Yeah, I was say, they, they're going to want to do everything to it. And then, so I said to them, "I'm like, look, I go. The number's annoying, but it doesn't scare me." I was like, "Okay, 
let's say I do $15,000, what kind of guarantees are you going to have for me? And the guy's like, no, none. I mean, this forklift's so old, you know. That didn't include putting new tires on it, right? That was just to get it fixed, change all the hydraulic lines that are kind of sweaty, yeah. you know. And uh, and he, so I was like, okay, I go, how about what do you got for 15 grand that you're going to recondition? And he goes, well, he goes, we just got a nice one in. It's the same specs as this one. It's a TCM. And uh, so he gave me the TCM for 18 grand. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. So I have, and but they, they sent me pictures of it and it was obviously a little worn and tattered. He said, this just came in. He said, but by the time you get it, we will repaint it and recondition a lot of the, you know, the, the engine parts and stuff. And so when it showed up three weeks later, the thing looks like it's brand new. Yeah. They put a new seat on it. There's like a new rubber mat on it. The, everything's painted. And, you know, it's funny. I'm like, wow, the thing looks brand new. They, they painted everything except for three things they didn't repaint, which immediately just like show how much it was used. <laughs> the shifting levers right underneath where the plastic knobs are on the shifting levers is all worn through the paint and through the primer yeah. down to from guys' fingers oh, just wow. like resting on it. So that how many hours? Yeah, so I was like, it? I wish they would have painted that. <laughs> I don't know. I just said, fuck it, I'll buy it because it comes with like all these guarantees. Derek's laughing because I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. I never pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I certainly yeah. probably yeah, would have done better that? at an auction. <laughs> Hours, you pay for I only drove it for about an hour. It was like six or seven grand. Oh, I think it was my so after all the fees, probably like seven. But it was worth probably like twelve to twelve or fifteen thousand, like based off the yeah. same model yeah. that I looked up. Um, but it's funny because the valve, yeah. the pro, like where the propane is, up? five thousand. Yeah. Is this like lagging? What happened to what the valve? That? Oh, the valve. Um, yeah, yeah. What happened to the valve? They siliconed it because there was a leak in the valve, and they used silicone to seal it, <laughs> like out of a caulk gun, and I didn't even know. And and the yeah. valve uses like the antifreeze to to um, heat up the propane because it comes out of the tank um, super cold and like a liquid, and I think the the antifreeze like does something to to warm it up and turn it back into a gas. And it was just not working at all. There was like no antifreeze in it, and Louis. Ended up getting a whole new valve and fixed it for like four hundred bucks, um, but unbelievable. You got to be careful with the auctions. See, but... like I said, I paid. I paid more than I probably should have if I shopped around. But at the end of the day, it comes with all these guarantees and all. This yeah, for yeah, a while. you get somebody you can go back to. And then when you know when it needs servicing, these guys did the last service. On. I'll just have them do it. They're very, they were very good. I mean, like I said, I started shopping around for forklift a couple of years ago, and you know Andrew's up my ass. Get a Toyota, get a say, Toyota. Yeah. Every Toyota forklift is thirty grand. Yeah, thirty grand. Yeah. And you know if it's used, it's like fifteen or eighteen or nineteen. And then you know they they don't come repainted. So when I started talking to these guys at Empire, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll repaint it, put new decals on it, and everything." Well, he goes, he basically goes, "It'll look brand new when you get it." Mm. I was like, "All right." And then this way they're accountable. And uh, yeah, the guy that dropped it off, he uh, he knew me, old man. You know, he was yeah. older man. He was very very nice, and he he's like, "Oh, I watched some of your videos. The guys in the shop know you." And they started looking up your videos and showing me. He was very nice, and uh, you know, so that's it's nice. I'm definitely. I'll pay more if it comes with good service. 
no matter what. Yeah, yeah. that's worth it. You know, I'll even pay twice as much sometimes. Like, I don't even care. <laughs> I'm like, oh, as long as someone's as nice to me, I'm just like, okay, whatever. But it, it, it is worth it. I mean, it's just like when you buy those lasers on uh, online. You know, you can buy one from eBay for $3,000, an 80-watt laser, and have no tech support. Or like these guys that I'm friendly with, they have these Omtech lasers that they think they're like better quality lasers. It's like they're the same lasers that they bring in import from China, and they charge you two grand for support, you know, which is good because if you have an issue, you have somebody you can call, somebody you can yell at, somebody you can have help you fix it. Whereas if you buy the one off of eBay, you know, you're saving some money, but when it goes south, you're screwed, you know. So it is worth it to spend some extra money to have some support, you know. But um, yeah. you know what we should talk about uh, real quick is i seen the lineup for the Maker Camp. And uh, are you going up, Paul, at all? Yeah. Okay. I must right, really be lagging. Sure, it looks like yeah, you have exactly. a lot going on. Yeah, you are. You are lagging. I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, but I, I'll come Did up for like a couple days. Dude, I, don't yeah. even get me started with the Wi Fi. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've had enough. We've tried everything boosters, uh, you yeah. name it. We've tried it. I, I don't get what's going on. But I'll be up there for a couple of days. Okay. All right. But uh, he, Andrew's coming. Oh, that'll Andrew be cool. Said he's gonna yeah, Andrew's going to come. Yeah. Yeah, and Eric, we're trying to get Eric to come. Eric's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to take a day off. <laughs> so Eric's going to try and come. He can fly in. And Pat's coming, too. Pat wasn't going to come. I talked him into coming the other day. Yeah. So Pat was so does that mean I lost my room or do I still have my room? Andrew's like, I want a mint on my pillow. <laughs> I, I, I have it in writing that I have a room, so I, I'm, I'm not too worried. If I have <laughs> Don't put Andrew in the Blackthorn. He might not talk to you again. <laughs> no, no, he's going to stay here. And we're doing – Derek, I didn't tell I, – I repainted a lot of the floors. We're painting a couple of the floors over. Yeah. And I said, I don't care what color it is as long as it smells like new paint and yeah. doesn't smell like it used to smell. Yeah. We had cats for a couple of years, and it fucking almost destroyed my house. Yeah. And uh, when – Willie was in his room. His room was like a fucking birdcage. He never cleaned his room. And so when Willie finally moved out, uh, uh, Ryan's been up there painting the floor. So Total Boat's been sending us some like cool. It's like they said a lot of people use it for floor paint. Yeah. It's just like, uh, I think it's like turpentine or mineral spirits, thinner paint, yeah. thin paint. Yeah. And uh, you, you roller it on and then you brush it smooth. So yeah. we're painting a couple of the floors and the house is going to smell like new paint, thankfully. Nice. So as long as I have my room, I don't care. So and so today we did a major cleanup. I got all the plants out of the gutters. Nice. I was up on ladders. It's like you know I could just imagine if Andrew shows up and there's fucking plants growing out of the gutters. <laughs> that's all he's going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got one of mine. Christina keeps talking. She's like, if you're not going to pull it out, go weed whack it at least. It's like you. Know what? I went up to. I went all the way around the porch, the back porch, which yeah. is the longest one, and I went all the way around it, and the whole time I'm cursing. I never wanted fucking gutters. I never wanted fucking gutters. Yeah. So. Tell him at some guy at a trade show, and then three days later, there's 14 guys here putting him like, why are we having gutters put on the house? <laughs> yeah. We need gutters. I'm like, all they're going to do is catch fucking pine needles. It's, they're yeah. gonna, I'm going to be up there every year. I'm going to die. I'm going to fucking break my yeah. neck pulling pine needles out of these fucking things. Yeah. Nothing uh. good comes out of them. Anyway, it was three years later. I finally did it today for the first time. Your family's coming up. Your sister coming up. 
my sister's going to come up with my mom. And uh, they, like I said to Kath, I go, when are you coming up? She's like, oh, I'll just come up for one day. And so then she's like, what? And then, so that was three weeks ago. And then yesterday she's like, where can me and mom stay if we come up? I'm like, Ee. So I don't know if there's going to be room here for them. They might have to uh, rent the, the uh, either the Rose Motel or something. Or maybe the East Durham Hotel. Wow. Just for a couple of days. And uh, so my brother, his daughters, you, um, Rob, Rob Rojas and his buddy. I said, you have to share a room. Yeah. So uh, Ryan, I don't know. We'll see. That's why I cleaned out the front room that had the big TV laying on the floor. Mm-hmm. I cleaned that room out and painted the floor. Yeah. So that room's got to, you know, we could throw a mattress in there if we need to for somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be fun. And then uh, somebody could sleep in the, the trailer if anybody feels daring. They could sleep in my new oh, yeah. <laughs> toe behind trailer. How was it sleeping in that thing? Nice. I, not bad at all. Like I said, I just felt like a sitting duck. Like I like I was just waiting for either a serial killer or a bed to just rip the door open <laughs> and either blast my head off or chew it off. <laughs> so sleeping in that thing in campus sites is it's a little nerve-wracking. Typical city nerve- kid. That's how I am, too. It's like... This this one night, like, we pulled into a campsite. I told the story about how I thought there was a bear outside the car on the other podcast on, on making it. But one night we pulled in, and Taylor doesn't give a fuck. Like, I'm the one that's always nervous. I'm the one that's got to deal with the state trooper. Like, she's just like, fuck it. Just tell him we couldn't find it. So she just, like, immediately goes right to bed. She doesn't give a fuck. So we pulled into a campsite in Teddy Roosevelt National Park. And if you're not in a campsite, you have to leave. If you're not in like a niche, like niched into the woods where you, like there's a number in front of you and stuff. So we just pulled in, and that was one in the morning. We just pulled in and parked in the parking lot. We went through the whole campsite, nothing available. We just parked in the parking lot. And she's like, okay, good night. And she just like rolls over in the truck and goes to bed. I'm like, I'm going to go in the camper. Come meet me in the camper. And so she was zonked. Like when she falls out, she's fucking done. And we had been driving all day, so she was completely zonked. She goes right to sleep in the in the truck, you know, in the back, in the, the Jeep. I go to sleep in the camper. And now I'm thinking to myself, I just have to get up before the fucking park ranger comes knocking on the door. Because I don't want to pop open the door to the thing like I'm in the incubator. <laughs> so I set my alarm for 5 in the morning. So now I sleep from like 1 to 5 in the morning. And I finally I wake up and I cr- crawl out of the thing. I'm like I'm being born. I crawl out of the thing, and I go and I sit in the front seat of the truck, and I go right back to sleep. Sure as shit, like 6 o'clock. Park ranger knocks on the window. That, but I made it like I sat in the driver's seat all night long. <laughs> knocks on the window and goes, you can't be here. you got to be in a spot or you got to be gone. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I said, we drove all night long. We got here at 1 a.m. and there was nowhere to park. He's like, well, I should be giving you a ticket. Ugh. He goes, just put $17 in an envelope and stick it over there because it's 17 bucks to stay the night. I was like... Yeah, no, 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 no. I said I was going to do that. He's, I go, I just wanted to make sure I was doing the procedure correctly. He was nice. Ultimately, we yeah. ended up talking to him, and he gave us some direction to go around the park. But <clears throat> like I said, I planned on him, somebody coming up and knocking on the window. Yeah. Because these, these little, like, as, as, as um, informal as they are, there's a set of rules you have to follow. Like when you drive around the yeah. state parks and you're like, I don't know how. They take it serious, it. too. You know? I don't know how A-Bomb's doing it. He, yeah. I mean, he's probably a little bit more buttoned up than me. He probably is making a plan. Yeah. Some places you can make a reservation, and if you show up, there, it's like you pull into these things, and you park at the available ones, and some of them say reserved. And if it's that day, you can't pull in there because somebody's going to be there any minute. Yeah. You know, so he's always on the road, that guy. With his big giant. 
A bomb. <laughs> it's funny. Did you see somebody post the other day? Oh, that's Taylor. Hey. Hey, what's up? You okay? I'm just putting some axes in here. I want them to fall in anyway. Oh, cool. Taylor put some of my axes that were laying around the house into my <laughs> office. My office is the, the dumping house. ground for all man stuff. Yeah. Um, somebody posted a picture of, uh, I wish I could remember who did it, but it was uh, a picture of John Travolta from Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. like looking for somebody, like looking around. It's like a little like meme clip, and it just says, A-bomb's clients wondering when he's going to come back from his road trip. (laughs) (laughs) It was a funny... I know. That's that's the worst. Like when you tell people you're doing stuff and then you'll post online. People like, hey, I'm waiting for something. And instead you were doing this. It's like, you know, just leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) And A-bomb too was like right behind me. He went through all the parks. We were just, we were like two days apart from each other. We went through all the same parks, but he kept on going. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's still on the road, I think. Wow. That's what I want to do when I retire. Yeah, you and Christine are going to get a camper. It was funny. It's funny. We were talking about that today, and you know, we always talk who's going to go first, you know. And I says, I tell you, if you drop dead first, I'm just off. I'm like, I'm, I'm going out to Jimmy's for three weeks. I'm just going to drive here. I'm going to go here, stop, visit the kids. Like, I am just done. I'm just like heading for the hills. Derek, you and I could make it formal. We can get married. Oh, yeah. We come to Massachusetts. We, we allow that. But, um, yeah, just uh, just that's – I would love that, just to just take off and not have a worry in the world. But, in a camper or a motorcycle? Whatever. Anything. Anything. anything just to get me – I'll tell you what. We pulled that little camper. It was a little bit of a pain in the ass. Like mm-hmm. the shorter the campers are, the harder they oh, are yeah. to back up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, not only that, there was like a lot of like length restrictions, and we just had a little thing. There were guys like like the thing a bombs pulling, oh, and some crazy. of these guys. I, there's I, one guy we pulling an airstream. The airstream had a set of three tires on the back. Yeah. That's how long, it must have been. Yeah, 45 those, feet. those fifth wow. wheels. Some of them are so big, but that's what at the pizza parlor we have these trailers that um, hold reels of cable, and they're short. They, they look just oh, like I've your trailer. Those. And then when guys do their licenses. You have to take a trailer with you. Then they have the pole trailers that are like 40 feet long. And guys don't want to take those. It's like those are so easy to back up. You know, those ones, those little trailers, like you can't back that trailer up. You stop backing you that up. Once it, yeah, once it starts turning, you can't catch it, you know. Nice yeah. long ones, easy, you know. But it's yeah. uh, it can be a pain in the ass, a small trailer, you know. But, mm. but a big one can be a pain in the ass, too. But... Yeah, people are into them. It, it's just amazing when you see like those big campers and they're towing their cars. And you know what I laughed at? I said this to Taylor, and, and t- so I, I try to like have like a funny moment with Taylor. And I was like, "You guys see on the uh, the sort of the qualified captain, the guy loses his temper and tries to pull his trailer through like a drive-through." No, you no, were telling me, I but I need, oh, to, didn't see I need to watch it. That's. Oh. And I said, I go, I showed it to Taylor. I go, this is a guy whose wife just nagged the shit out of him the whole entire ride. He's like, I want a hamburger. You'll fit through there. No, you'll fit through there. Yeah. And he's proven to everybody that he won't fit through yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> he's making the turn around like a fucking, I don't know, a drive-thru. It doesn't even look like a yeah. uh, like a franchise or something. And it doesn't fit. And and he, the guy just loses it. And he tries to jam on the gas and have it snap straight as he's making the turn. And he destroys the building. He destroys his trailer. You could tell he was just so frustrated at the end of a long road trip trying to deal with this giant camper on the back of his car. Uh, I, I told the story before. My buddy that did that with his trailer, he just had the whole thing fixed. It was leaking. 
and he was backing it into a site. His wife was backing him up. And he said she didn't say stop. She says she said stop, but they had bikes <laughs> on the back of it. And he pushed one right through the back of his camper. The oh. first time taking it out after getting it fixed for leaking for months. And they were driving home, and it was a holiday weekend. And this lady was going slow in front of him, and he's right up her ass. And she kept brake checking him. And he said, screw this. He goes, I'm losing the camper. I'm losing everything. I don't care if I kill myself. And he <laughs> floors it. She slams on her brakes, and he goes right into a jackknifes it, flips the camper, blocks all the traffic for literally like five hours. And he did it on weekend. purpose. And this two people, yeah, these two people told the cops he did it intentionally. I had video. One of the ladies had video. He never got in trouble. But I never shared the photo just because afterwards I thought of it. I have the photo of it. I'll, I'll show you yeah, guys. Send it. me. But yeah, he flipped his camper. Wife and two kids in what the car. What the hell's the matter? This guy must be a nut job. And it's like just just crazy. But he's like, I couldn't get rid. He goes, I got rid of that camper once and for all. Because that's what happens a lot of times. Be like you, next year with COVID and everything. All these people that bought these things, <laughs> there's going to be they're going to be you know, hundred thousand campers. There's going to be so sale. many campers, boats. You know, it, it just. You know, same with the CNCs and lasers. You know, everybody buys them. Oh, I'm going to retire and make a living doing it, you know. Everybody's doing it but me. But, uh, you know, it's like, it's just not that easy, you know. But people are nuts. So that's that. But we better wrap it up soon. What are you guys watching or what are you guys doing? Anything good? Um, I, got a, I saw a Besides crazy video today of one of these heavy lift helicopters Mm -hmm. um and it was lifting a massive like air conditioning unit in the middle of chicago like downtown chicago in between skyscrapers lifting an ac unit onto the top of the building it was insane like i can't even imagine Mm -hmm. like flying that thing in between skyscrapers with you know something that's thousands of pounds hanging below it yeah Oh yeah, no the, those those guys that do that crane work, man. Yeah, they really got to know what they're doing, and they still fall down. You know, yeah. Even all these guys that know what they're doing, they still drop shit all the time. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah, the, the, the helicopter is bizarre because it's like a weird skeleton of a helicopter. Like there's a tiny little cockpit, yeah, yeah. and then it's just like the backbone of the helicopter and the motor up on top and then yeah. nothing. Oh yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're the crane. Yeah, they're, it's really yeah. weird. Yeah. I know exactly um, what you're looking like. This strange things, but it's amazing. I mean, it's gotta be, that's gotta be a lot cheaper for just like one pick than like installing a tower crane. Like, I guess you gotta use a helicopter yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Some big, you know money. what I've been, I'm looking through my history. You guys want to see some, like an engineering nightmare. What's Talk the about engineering nightmare? You guys know the Millennium Tower in San Francisco? It's sinking, right? You guys know you Yeah, it's sinking and, and it's listing. It, and so they decided they they built it they built it on like I, I don't want to say swamp, but they built it on sand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they had to go down like another hundred feet to bedrock and they were like, we, let's go hundred and fifty feet. We don't need to go that extra hundred feet, we'll be deep enough. And so that's what they did. Wow. And so now the building's tilting. So it's tilting like northwest. So on the northwest side of the building, they're going to drill pilings that go all the way. So it goes 250 feet down to the bedrock. Wow. So they're going to basically put, you know, like uh, the equivalent of straws that go all the way down around that side. And somehow, I guess they're going to have to kind of toenail it in 
next to the yeah, building. They're going right? to have to drill right beside the building and somehow transfer that weight from the side of the building onto each one of those columns. But while they were drilling, they only started drilling like a month ago. They drilled like three or four of like 80 things they have to drill. The building starts tilting more oh. because they're drilling and souping up the fucking sand. It's collapsing. You ever see what happens to concrete the minute yeah. you hit it with like a yeah. a vibrator? Yeah. You hit it with a vibrator yeah, and it just water moves, yeah. it's completely yeah. level. Yeah. So they're drilling. They're, now, so they got to go right into the soup with these 80 or so columns that are going to be 250 feet long. Mm. into the earth and they're souping up the earth so the building listed like another four four or five inches like in a month where it took like the last four years for it to list like five inches that's bad yeah i mean that happened that happened in boston with the big dig because when they did the big dig it's a shame i've only seen one documentary on it and it was really a, a shitty one done but that was like at the time the biggest like public works project ever done in the land that they took out of the earth they built an island out in boston harbor and built a sewer treatment place but one financial in boston that's tipping as well what they did when they did the big dig is they just dug down big slurry walls they just dug like you know four feet by you know 10 feet wide like a bucket straight down and they'd fill it with cement and then they'd do like every other one. Then they'd come back and like hop, you know, you know leapfrog them. Then f- dig in between those, and they—that's how they got their walls. But one financial center started tipping over, and that's what they had to do there. And and same thing. I remember they had lasers up there so they could watch it and everything. And then North Station in Boston. I don't think it's still there, but when they dug underneath that, same thing kept happening. Because all Boston's all landfill. It's all all swampland. And mm-hmm. that, they drove rods down and they froze it all. So all the ground was frozen all year round so they could tunnel underneath it. It's unbelievable. Oh, wow. But, yeah, there's not very good, you know, footage on any of that. But it, it was pretty amazing how they did it, you know, how they dug under the city of Boston. But, but um, you know what's crazy? It, like, you nuts. think about it like this. They think the theory is is that if they shore up this side, like the whole building sinking, like it's going yeah. down, but it's turning a little bit. Yeah. So they think if they shore up that side, it's going to rest and then eventually start to go level go, again. Yeah. Yeah. Because but then it's going to go gonna the other way. The other side. And... Yeah. <laughs> well, what's crazy is like how if the building starts to lean, it's just going to keep and going. Like hundreds of apartments. In... And each one of the apartments are millions of dollars. They just sold an apartment for like $30 million. We, so, what idiot just bought like a new apartment Virtual real estate. Is... We went to Philly. That's we, what I'm we, saying. Samantha was going to school in Philly. We went to Philly, and we used to stay at the Embassy Suites downtown. It's a round building. And every room has a view of the city. Either you're viewing the river or you're viewing downtown. It's beautiful, you know. So we're up on like the 28th floor. And we're laying there. And the, you know, your, bed, your head's up against the bed. And I said to Christina, I was like, do you realize, like, this wall is, like, four inches thick? Right below our, behind our head is fucking 28 foot, 28 stories down, you know? And she's like, I, I, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. Like, she was, like, oh, so freaked God. out by it. Because, like, you're literally sleeping on the edge of the building, you know? And I never, like, thought of it. I was like, wow, this fucking building, we're so high. I'm like, I can't go up high in buildings. It's not, like, afraid of heights. It's just... I don't know what the hell it is like, but like thinking that, like that building, I could never go in that building. No I'd be way. afraid it was going to tip all up. Like it just, I, I, I could never relax. I hate tall buildings because just the elevator ride is so annoying. No, that's Taylor's true. mother lives on the 40th floor. Yeah. And anytime you like, oh, you want to go get a 
You wanted to go get a, a fucking bottle of soda. Go out there Dude. and talk to the fucking doorman. Yeah. You gotta, like, fucking, we, you gotta we were, qualify who you are every we time. We were at this hotel. Because the new doorman's there. You got to fucking be like, It has three elevators. All the rooms are on the outside. The elevators are in the center. Three elevators. Two of them are broken down. We're on the 28th floor with our kids, right? And it, the elevator would only stop at certain floors. So finally, I walked down 28 stories. I walked back up 28 stories. I tell Christine and the kids, I says, we got to get the fuck out of here. I was like, we were checking out anyways. But I was like, we got to walk down all these stairs. So I go down, and then we have to go back up. I literally paid one of the doormen. I said, we're not stopping. Every time we stopped, I said, nobody can get on because they're tiny little elevators, right? I finally got to the desk. I said, like, you got to get the fire department down here or something. I was like, if there was ever a fight, the stairways were so small, you couldn't even walk up and down the stairs. There's so many people in the stairways. It was scary. I was like, I could never. We were checking out that day. I says, I never would have been able to sleep in there. You know, if there was ever a fight, yeah. you'd be dead. You know, it just, it's like, you know, waiting for an elevator or a crowded staircase or something, you know. But just just crazy. I, I'd, I'd rather just be close to the ground than <laughs> jump off a porch roof. Uh-oh. Did he mute himself? I don't know. I, I was on mute because oh. Taylor, oh. Taylor walked in. Oh. But uh, another another video, just in, and I'll shut up. Yeah. Production of a crankshaft. Do you guys follow this channel called The Mechanic? I feel like I I've seen I, that. Oh, it just popped up as a suggestion. Not my mechanic, is it? No, no, The, the mechanic. mechanic. Yeah, because no. this is this is the type of channel that just seems like it just collects ma- manufacturing footage. Doesn't necessarily seem like any video is anybody in particular. A lot of uh, you know South Asian factories. In this particular one, it's a bunch of machinists, and no one's wearing safety glasses. You know, everyone's touching <laughs> and spinning things with their hands constantly. And uh, oh, definitely not in the United oh, States. Yeah. Production of a crankshaft. And it shows you from all the castings how each different machine, you know, yeah. does each lobe. Yeah, you know, yeah. And each machine is set up for the various lobes that are, yeah. you know, centered, concentric with the actual ends. That's hmm. amazing. So pretty, pretty incredible. It just shows your production. Of, and it's 40 minutes long, so I watched the whole thing. Mm. I have another thing I, that I, I forgot about. It. What? It's what this. It? You know the garbage company right near my shop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this Netflix documentary about the guy who used to oh, own that garbage company. And that's like a smaller mm-hmm. like um, one that they have. Their main company is in Danbury, Connecticut. And it was the largest and might still be the largest uh, garbage company on the entire East Coast. The guy's like a legit mobster. He doesn't own it anymore, but he used to like in the early 2000s. He was like connected to like one of the five mm-hmm. like families. He, his mm-hmm. son, and this is a you got to watch this Netflix doc, a Netflix documentary. It's pretty crazy. His son, who was like in high school at the time, was like really into hockey, um, and he's kind of like this like punk kid. Like, and the father's obviously super wealthy. The son gets hurt in a hockey game, and he buys the kid a minor league hockey team in Danbury. Because he liked hockey so much. And because they own a garbage company, they call the team the Trashers, the Danbury Trashers. But they ran the hockey team like a bunch of gangsters. Like they were paying, they hired like all their friends. The kid's 17 years old and he's the general manager of the, of the hockey team. They hired all like the kids, friend, like the kids' old middle school hockey coach who was like the equipment manager. 
And when other teams would show up, he wouldn't give them enough towels. He'd turn the, the hot water off like crazy shit. And they were paying all the players under the table because there's like salary caps. But then the players were saying they'd get like five different checks from all these garbage companies. <laughs> it was like they were paying them like hundreds of thousands of dollars when they weren't supposed to. They um, would what call. Is it in? It's called, um, let's see, Untold Crime and Penalties. And they have the father. His name's Jimmy Galanti. And, and the kid's name's AJ Galanti. They have them. They interview them like throughout the entire thing. It's really amazing. And, 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 um, they would have all their players. They'd tell them, like, they, Jimmy would call down to one of the players. He'd go, as soon as the buzzer rings, drop your gloves and start beating somebody up. And they would do it, and it, they turned into, like, WWE. And, like, this guy had so much money. Like, <laughs> at the kids' like uh, 10th birthday party, they had The Rock at the house. They had John C. Like, they had all WWE oh, people shit. come to the house. Like, this guy was loaded. But... The guy ends up going to jail for like seven or eight years, and they had to shut the hockey team down. But it was nuts. Like the commissioner <laughs> of the league was like flipping out because every single fight, I mean, every single game, there'd be some type of fight, and they'd just start intentionally beating people up, and they got in big trouble. But it was so funny, and it's so interesting to see how they like did this. But it ended up being like a huge success in Danbury. Like people went nuts. They had such a huge following. That the commissioner finally, like, because it was so good for business, he kind of, like, you know, was okay with it. And then, yeah, they let it go. Up, yeah. Yeah. And then the guy went to jail and it all ended. But <laughs> it's crazy that it's, like, right <laughs> near me. Um, but that was a good documentary. It's funny. You know what's right near you, too? You probably know this. Wiffle Ball? Is uh, Wiffle Ball. Wiffle Ball Factory, the, the original, the home of. The wiffle ball mm. is right. You see it, you pass it on your way to your yep. spot. It's crazy. Yeah, I bet it's... You sucked at wiffle ball. Jimmy? I, I never played any of that yeah, shit. Yeah, me neither. The, ki- yeah. the kids. The only I... thing I'd hit with wiffle balls, you know what I hit with a wiffle ball bat? It's bees. bees. There were big bumblebees <laughs> in my aunt's house, and I'd whack the bees with the bumble. With the I used to ball. hate it because I was always tall. Everybody would be like, oh, I bet he's good at basketball. He's on my team. I'd be like, oh, I hate fucking sports, dude. <laughs> That's what today, it's so nice in New England. Going out on a Sunday and the Patriots are playing. There's nobody in the fucking stores. Like everybody's home. It's like thank God, you know. <laughs> but um, it's funny. I was watching this guy. What is it? Van Oaks props, and the guy does like a bunch of props. I was trying to do some uh, Halloween decorations for Christina, and uh, <laughs> he does some pretty cool stuff. Like pretty, pretty easy things with like good effects, like tombstones and shit like that. So. I was watching his stuff, you know, he had some cool techniques, but that's all I've been watching. Oh, it popped right up. Yeah, I just searched it. That and the same other shit I've been watching, the guy doing the uh, 3D modeling on Vetric. That guy, he's great. He actually has a video coming out tonight where he does body parts, 3D carving body parts. I don't know if he's like chopping legs off or... Like a model of a person or what his plan is, but he's really good. And if you want to know who he is, listen to last week's podcast. <laughs> so that's that. So, what do you think, Paul? Is that good enough for a podcast? I think that's or good. What? Is that enough? I think we did I don't good. I think we need Chris anymore. No. Yeah. We could talk about windshield wipers next week, too. We if you know. No, we'll talk about brake pads. Oh, we talk, did brakes. We could talk about. We could talk um, about blinkers. 
something. Yeah, blinkers. We'll do something like blinker fluid. Yeah, blinker, yeah, blinker fluid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. All right. You know, uh, I never got a chance. We could talk. You guys could talk about it without me. What? The difference between Napa versus AutoZone. Oh God, there's no. How difference. every high school dropout works at AutoZone, yeah. and every every guy that gets kicked out of a mechanic shop works at uh, yeah. Napa. Napa is much more professional than yeah. any other place. They're like somewhat like legit, you know. My- AutoZone, it's like, do you have a pulse, and can you yeah. wear this shirt? You know what's funny? And it's very intimidating. It, by me, there's like three women that work at an AutoZone. Oh, they know their shit. And I used to like try to avoid them because they, of course, women don't know anything about cars. Like, they're the smartest ones in there. It's the funniest thing. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Good. I always wanted to ask them, like, did you grow up around it, or like you went to cars, or how do you? Dude, yesterday, I went into AutoZone, yeah. and I said to the woman that was working there, I was like, I go, do you have a – because I, I go, I think I have to connect the sp- – I just I just presume she knew what she was doing because she worked at AutoZone. Yeah. I didn't like – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to, I didn't feel the need to test anybody. I just yeah. – we're in AutoZone. I'm like, do you guys have a splice? She goes, I don't know what that is. It never did breaks. And she just kept walking right by me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for the benefits. She goes, I don't know. I never did breaks. And she just walked right by me. I was God. like, okay. She didn't say, oh, talk to Chuck. Yeah. Talk to Bill. So I had all my things in my hand I was going to buy. They – they didn't have the splice for three sixteenths. I was like, you know, so he goes, no, we have a big chain supply problem. I'm like, okay, whatever. He's blaming a COVID. Fucking on COVID. So I, I go to wait and uh, he's like teaching somebody how to like do a refund and it's taking fucking forever. And I just like go back to the rack, put all my shit back on the rack and just fucking leave. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. All right. All right. Napa had everything I needed and they were very professional. All right. Thank you guys for watching. That's it. That's it. How do we say goodbye? I don't really know. I don't normally pay attention this uh, and far. And listening, and too. <laughs> and, and we, he thanks everybody who follows us. And yeah, he says their Instagram Thank name you. or something. And, uh, yeah. All right. So. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you. We'll Thank see you guys everybody. next week. Goodbye. Thank you, Chris. Goodbye. Congratulations, Chris. Yep. Bye, Chris. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.